Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of Beyond Strategy, an ACG National Capital Region podcast focused on the leaders that are driving innovation, enhancing understanding, and achieving market-clearing outcomes in and around the D.C. area. I am Andy McEnroe of Raymond James's Defense and Government Investment Banking Team. And I am Jen Wappas with the Infinity Group at RBC Wealth Management. This is episode number four, and frankly, I'm shocked we haven't been canceled yet, but we did promise you a two-part episode focused on growth equity, and as promised, here's part two of our feature. Joining us today is Amy Blaken, CEO of Client Solutions Architects, a Blue Delta Capital Partners portfolio company, and Morgan Higgins, principal at Blue Delta Capital Partners. In this episode, we dive into the operational cadence between a growth investor and its portfolio company. We also discuss the dynamics of when it is the right time to partner and how a partnership can benefit both sides of the equation. Andy, you can really tell they enjoy working together. When I think back about this discussion, you'll hear common themes around partners and relationships, and you can feel what a collaborative environment they have, both at CSA as a standalone company and Blue Delta, but then their interactions together as partners. Now here is our conversation with Amy and Morgan. Welcome to Beyond Strategy, an ACG National Capital Region podcast. This episode is part two of our focus on growth equity in the government contracting community. Last time we spoke with Kevin Robbins and garnished his insight on markets as well as how Blue Delta Capital Partners approaches the government contracting space. We now have the opportunity to go a layer deeper to understanding how and operating entity works with a growth equity firm. We are pleased to be joined by Amy Blaken, CEO of Client Solution Architects, and Morgan Higgins, Principal at Blue Delta Capital Partners. Thank you both for being here today. Thanks for having us. Andy and Jen, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here with you. Amy, before we discuss the partnership between CSA and Blue Delta Capital Partners, would you tell us and the audience about your experience in the government contracting space and how CSA serves the federal market? Thanks, Jen. Well, I'm a proud Army veteran, and I've spent about the last 22 years working in the GovCon uh, community and space, both in public and privately held co- uh, companies. Um, and I also worked for a company that was uh, uh, PE owned. And since 2014, I've uh, really focused my efforts on working in and advising graduated and mid-tier firms with a strong focus on creating strong management teams, organizational transformation, and uh, upping our game in employee engagement. And CSA, uh, CSA is really exciting. I'm really happy to be a part of that company. Um, we are a leading provider of integrated technology and operational support services serving the Navy, Army Combat Commands, and uh, joint staff customers worldwide. And what really makes us unique is that we implement solutions by embedding our expertise across all of our customer domains, um, which are divided into two verticals, mission support services and cyber and IT. Morgan, we heard the origin story of Blue Delta from Kevin in our last episode. How did you come to join the team and what did you leverage from your past life as a commercial banker at JP Morgan to find success at Blue Delta? 
It's a great question, Jen. Um, I've known the founders and partners of Blue Delta for a long time and have always admired their reputation in the industry. Over time, we found more ways to partner when I was at J.P. Morgan, and always with a focus on finding great companies to work with, I realized we had a lot in common. As the team at Blue Delta was evolving and we were fundraising, they were looking to expand the team, and I joined in early 2019. At J.P. Morgan, I was focused on partnering with similar companies in the middle market government services space who wanted a partnership and needed capital and expertise to help facilitate growth. I'm able to utilize my background in risk mitigation, mergers and acquisitions, and strategies to help our portfolio companies as well as other companies in the industry. We spoke with Kevin about how growth equity venture capital can be additive to a company in a lot of different ways. Amy, CSA's partnership with Blue Delta Capital Partners came together through the acquisition of Capstone as opposed to growth equity in the more traditional sense when capital is placed on the balance sheet for growth purposes or for a dividend for a selling shareholder, perhaps. How was the partnership formed? And then, you know, after Amy comments, Morgan, would love to hear the combination story from the Blue Delta perspective. Uh, one, to see if there's any difference. You know, maybe we can find some division here. But two, <laughs> also just to, uh, to, to see how the perspectives of both an operating entity and an investor uh, can differ in the same situation. Well, I think it's an incredible story, Andy. Um, the founder and owner of CSA, his name is uh, Leo Arroyo. Well, he brought me into the company around 2019 to help stabilize and build a growth roadmap um, for his graduated business, which is not uncommon. And after a four-month assessment period, I recommended that he meet with Blue Delta to see if an infusion of growth equity be, would be a good fit to really strengthen uh, that growth roadmap. Simultaneously, Blue Delta was looking for an acquisition target that would ignite the one plus one equals three formula for CSA, and that's when Capstone entered the picture. The owners of Capstone wanted to do a full exit, so the creativity behind the scenes to make that deal happen was a first for Blue Delta, but it really opened up the aperture to new avenues of growth through investment. Great. Just to add on to that, Blue Delta was thrilled to have the opportunity to partner with CSA to help facilitate the acquisition of Capstone. From our perspective, we felt that CSA had a great infrastructure to build from. They had a great back office, solid talent, good customer intimacy, and strong business maturity. Capstone had similar capabilities with very similar customer intimacy and strong contract vehicles. We viewed the combination with the injection of talent like Amy and Joe Kuhlman as the CFO as being the catalyst to help create a key player in the middle market space that is poised for growth. That, that's wonderful, and certainly it seems like the, the company is positioned for outstanding growth going forward. I do want to take a step back from the specific example here that we've been talking about, and Morgan, hear from you about how Blue Delta Capital Partners can be helpful to any portfolio company beyond just providing capital, meaning how do you help the operations, the sourcing, the business development functions? It's a great question, Andy, and absolutely when we make an investment, we want to be involved beyond just the capital. Um, we hope to help in a variety of ways, and we really take our clues, our cues from the portfolio company. Um, we can help with recruiting key talent. We always put in an option pool concurrent with our investment to help attract, motivate, and retain key talent. We also help our companies to think through how to mature the operations of the business, including pipeline development, key opportunities and bids that are coming out, strategy around horizontal growth or vertical growth, teaming partners, and then always tuck in M&A ideas. A lot of times we'll spend conversations thinking through inorganic growth, both from a company perspective and what you're missing from a capability or customer set, or if there's a key contract vehicle that, you, that the company really needs access to in order to facilitate that growth. 
Our goal at the end of the day is to help the company create enterprise value by showing them avenues to grow both organically as well as inorganically. Amy, uh, the entire market is flush with capital right now. Why Blue Delta? And when they invested in this new CSA, so to say. Yeah, no, there are a lot of choices and that's a great question. I have a 20-year trusted relationship with the partners um, at Blue Delta. I'm very fortunate for that. Um, a lot of my career has been shaped by their advisors, primarily Phil Nolan. So in addition to the trust that we have built over the last two decades, they also bring access to exceptional and proven industry leaders. Um, I like their support of a balanced yet non-controlling corporate governance model um, with how they uh, structure the deals. And maybe most importantly, they provide access to an amazing option pool, as Morgan mentioned before, um, as well as those investment dollars to really, you know, dedicate to our, our growth. I'd like to think that our audience, being that this is an ACG podcast, is focused on M&A and growth-oriented companies. I'd also like to think they'd want to work with an investment banker like myself. And so as they listen to this podcast, Amy, I think a lot of companies out there want to dig into that working relationship. How often are you interacting with Morgan and Phil and the rest of the Blue Delta team? How have they been helpful at the board level or the operational level? Hold nothing back here. Pretend like Morgan's not in the room with us currently. Because seriously, there's a lot of companies out there contemplating whether it's with Blue Delta or one of the other fine growth equity firms in the market thinking, hey, I could do this. I could take my company to the next level. But what does that really mean for me, the owner, the CEO, the manager, and in, in how my day-to-day -day life changes? I mean, I think that that's a great question because a lot of the people that I talk to in industry have that same question. Like, what is the relationship really like? And I can honestly say that Blue Delta is non-controlling. And really what they are is a business partner. They are a value-added partner to my C-suite, my management team. So that kind of relationship truly fosters engagement that is highly collaborative and advantageous, quite frankly. Um, it's not unusual for me to talk to Morgan uh, or Phil Nolan several times a week just for counsel, advice, and guidance. Um, their personal and professional networks, um, getting access to that is unparalleled, uh, really, in this industry, if you know who they are, right? Um, and as far as the board goes, uh, I have surrounded myself and CSA with an illustrious group of leaders. It's amazing if you haven't uh, checked out our board of directors, please do so because um, they are the best uh, of the best in the industry. And they provide sources of advice, not only at our quarterly board meetings, but um, outside the boardroom as well. So it's a, it's a great, highly collaborative, very communicative um, set of relationships. Andy, as I'm sure Kevin mentioned in his segment, independent directors and forming a board is something that Blue Delta is very passionate about. And we're, we're very focused on having that unbiased opinion that's not associated with the company in the boardroom to really help provide advice to the C-suite as well as to Blue Delta as the investor. Well, and pulling, pulling that uh, onion back a layer, if you will, Amy, is it fair to say that you would not have access to those industry experts or the, the quality board members you have? absent Blue Delta, or is it additive to the relationships that exist inside the company currently? I think it's fair to say that I have those relationships because of the access and the relationship and the reputation that Blue Delta and its advisors and its uh, partners have um, in the industry. 
So, so Morgan, this question's for you, building off of that. Obviously, you're putting your yours, as in Blue Delta's, reputation on the line anytime you back a company. Uh, and we talked about the different ways you can be beneficial to your portfolio companies. But what characteristics are you looking for in a company, in a management team, that make it a Blue Delta-worthy investment? A great question, Andy. It's all about the people. We focus very heavily on the management team and what their goals are. Uh, the capabilities and customer set is absolutely important, and we do take a look at that. But if you don't have a management team that's squarely focused and excited about growth, it's tough for us to get interested. So tough question that I kind of want to ask. Will each of you give us and the audience a one-word phrase on why this partnership between CSA and Blue Delta works? Morgan, you're first. Trust and transparency. That was two, but that's okay. <laughs> I actually have a sentence, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, to, to be fair, the way we wrote the question, it does yeah, say yeah. one word or yeah. phrase. Yeah, and, and to, to play off Morgan, it, trust is a is a great business practice. You can't do can't do anything without that trust. And you guys have brought up trust, partnership. You know, all working together, and it's it's clear with seeing you guys here today. Well, then then, then this next one's a two part question. Then, so trust partnership, the ability to collaborate, a strong board of directors helping in the operational sense as well. What's next for CSA moving forward? Are you looking at additional M and A targets? Are you focused only on organic growth? You know, Amy, why don't we start with you? And then the second part of that question, after we answer the first, is what does success look like for this partnership when we get to an end state? CSA is poised for growth and how we grow crosses the spectrum, right? We are looking through uh, methods like organic, uh, net new uh, contracts, as well as working with Morgan and her team to do tuck-in acquisitions. Um, they can really act as a force multiplier to our pipeline and our backlog. So growth, uh, healthy enterprise value uh, growth is, is definitely on the horizon. Well, we, we mentioned the hope is that there are a lot of business owners out there. So can you give me a little more specificity in terms of what you're looking for? Potentially, we've got a listener in our audience today that could be your next tuck-in target. So if you have, uh, you know, really those distinguished relationships, if you will, with customers where you are offering um, a, you know, a one-of-a-kind service, but you haven't had the investment in the back office or the infrastructure to kind of really support the maturity of a growth. Um, that That's really required when a small business goes into that weird mid-tier territory. Uh, I, I'm interested in hearing from you because I think that the investment that we have made in CSA in the back office, our infrastructure, our processes, all of the industry required certifications and standards, we can bring that to bear. Um, and we have a very strong backlog, but we're looking to add, uh, you know, diversification and our customers, our contract types, and and the solutions that we can provide uh, throughout the entire federal market space. Are there customers or contracts you're focused on currently? Yes, uh, we are primarily focused on, you know, since our uh, portfolio is rich in DOD, specifically Army and Navy, we would really like to continue to expand in the Air Force, um, as well as federal civilian. Um, I think that we have uh, the right vehicles, contract vehicles like OASIS and COSP, uh, three to grow from. We just need uh, a little bit more help in getting that customer intimacy to make that uh, make that transformation and growth in those in those areas. So, look into your crystal ball, Morgan. I asked the question earlier: What does success look like? You know, as Amy continues to build out the team, both from an inorganic strategy perspective, as we were just talking about, and in organic pursuits with new contract awards, what does success for the partnership entail? 
I think what we strive to do is build one of the prominent middle market firms that that focuses across the DOD and civilian sectors and is really helping the government advance their mission. Um, that would look like success for us, building enterprise value for the shareholders as well as um, for all that are involved yeah. and the employees. Amy, what advice do you have for a fellow executive or entrepreneur who may be considering bringing on outside capital? I think this is a question that is going through a lot of business owners' minds today. What I would say is, you know, there are so many attractive options. The best option that's going to be for a business owner is one that's going to be tailored to the business and what that owner needs. So the ultimate decision on who you partner with for that capital investment should really depend on both parties aligning their interests and overall expectations. And, and Morgan, how does that look from your perspective where Blue Delta predominantly growth growth focused very much in an equity position as opposed to some sort of hybrid or debt-like position. You know, what does the entrepreneur need to understand about what Blue Delta's capital is bringing to the table? I would say it's all about the relationship and it's really how can we help you advance your mission and your vision for the company and making sure that that aligns with what we think um, where the company should go. And it is absolutely a partnership. We tell companies to do as much diligence on us as we do on them. And so, you know, getting to know one another and building that trust during the period of, you know, the dating period is something that I would say we, we take fairly seriously. So we end all of our interviews with what we think is the most important question that we ask. And what is the most important thing that we should know about each one of you? I'll go first. All right. Um, I'm always looking for collaborative opportunities, right? I really believe that two heads are better than one in this approach. Uh, so that, uh, that's a significant asset um, when you can really have a collaborative working environment, no matter what it is that you're working on. If you have all the right people in the room um, contributing to solving the problem, I love that. And for me, I'm always happy to help any person or company. And if you're looking for advice and don't know who to call, call me. I'm a connector and I may have some ideas of people you can talk to or who can help you out, even if I'm not the right person for that problem. Outstanding. Well, Amy Blaken, CEO of Client Solutions Architects, Morgan Higgins, principal at Blue Delta Capital Partners. Thank you both for joining us here today. This was a lot of fun. Thanks. That was a great episode. Morgan and Amy have such a great working relationship. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed our two-part look at growth equity investing in the government contracting markets. After hearing from both Kevin and Morgan and then Amy from the operational side, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a flood of term sheets heading into (laughs) Blue Delta Capital Partners going forward. Well, As always, a reminder, subscribe to Beyond Strategy, an ACG National Capital Region podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I hope you're enjoying our conversations with some of the industry leaders around the National Capital Region. If you have any suggestions on who we should talk to next, feel free to contact us at acgcapital at acg.org. For Jen Wappas, I am Andy McEnroe, thanking you for joining us. We hope that you'll join us again next time.